Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor and I'm here with Mike and we're excited to be with you today. Mike knows what we're talking about today. I don't. So Mike, I'm going to pass this to you and you can get us started. Wonderful. Amazing. This is so good to be with you today, Connor. Today we're talking about biblical giving. Biblical giving and there's a reason for it. I think um, one of the reasons that's on my mind, my heart and mind right now, is because you know we have new believers at Grace Church of Orange that uh, haven't been taught about what it means to to give. Okay, mm-hmm. but the other thing is that we have you know even new people at Grace Church of Orange that maybe haven't been taught accurately about giving. Okay, and and the other thing is. We have people at Grace Church of Orange that need uh, to be reminded mm-hmm. about biblical giving, mm-hmm. and especially because this Sunday, this is going to be a this is a time bound podcast. Uh, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, March twenty second, twenty twenty three, and on Sunday, March twenty sixth, we're going to be uh, confirming uh, with the congregation the new budget for the new budget year. Okay, right. and so people will be been looking at that. We did a little budget question and answer uh, session last Wednesday night. In fact, the reason I'm doing this is because last Wednesday night, uh, uh, one of the godly men in our church asked a question. He says, how come we don't talk much about giving at Grace Church of Orange? Mm. I'm like, you know, well taken, point well taken. Um, you know, and this person has only been at Grace for probably a couple of years, and they're like, mm. I haven't heard a sermon on giving. I'm like, you know, you, you're probably right, and, you know, and, and uh, we've done it before, and, and, and when it comes up, but I think Pastor elder types like myself were sometimes reticent to say too much about giving, maybe thinking because you want to avoid some of the excesses that have happened, right. you know, in right. the past in other churches or what have you. But Jesus talked a lot about giving, you know. So that's what we're going to do today. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think back. I've been at Grace for almost six years now. I'm not sure that I could pick out a, a certain sermon that was only, you know, or not only, but was mm-hmm. really keyed in on the idea of giving. I think we've, we've you know, hit it with glancing blows, but I feel the same way that you do in yeah. terms of the hesitancy to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a few. I mean, when I preach through Malachi, obviously when, when God says, you're, rob- you're robbing me in the tithes and offerings, you know, right. uh, I preached it there. And there were a couple, there's been a couple other times, but it, it's definitely not a, a, uh, a theme that we hit often, you know. In fairness, I mean, I think this is fairness, if we're generally doing expository preaching through books, you're not really tackling themes, quote, very right. often anyways, right? You're just preaching what comes next. That is true. And and what I would say to myself is I can't, I can't let that be an excuse for not teaching mm. the congregation the or reminding counsel. them about, yeah. about things that need to be reminded. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so that's, that's where I'm coming from on this one is the idea of, um, of biblical giving and let's just I'm just gonna let's just go to three passages okay Okay. let's just do that today and but let me start with a passage that we're not going to look at today let me just reference Mm -hmm. first Corinthians 4 7 and Paul is talking about you know serving the Lord he says what do you what do you have that you did not receive and if you then received it why do you boast as if you didn't receive it and the idea that everything comes from the Lord okay Mm -hmm. everything belongs to the Lord but I want to take us to to three places and it's interesting because there's another place. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 9 and Philippians 4 and then Exodus 36. But there is another place where we are instructed, um, literally being instructed to, um, to set aside uh, 
as the Lord uh, prospers us, to set aside um, money to give as a uh, as an offering in the church, and it's in First Corinthians sixteen. So I want to reference that as well. So the two passages we won't really look at in mm. depth. I want to at least bring this out. Okay. So First Corinthians four seven, like everything you have is from the Lord, but then. 1 Corinthians 16, I just want to reference it. Uh, verse 2, on the first day of every week, each of you is to put aside something and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. And this is when he's, you know, reminding them to to set aside and to, to not, you know, shirk that responsibility or even that commitment. And, you know, recently, do you remember what passage we were in recently when we were talking about uh, giving uh, with our some of our pastor friends at in January? It was about, hey, you, you said you were going to give this gift. I think it was 2 Corinthians 8, right? It is, absolutely. So 2 Corinthians 8. Yeah. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 9, which is really a good lead-in because 2 Corinthians 8 is about a, an encouragement to keep giving generously mm-hmm. and saying, look— um, you know, the Lord Jesus, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. There's the basis even for giving uh, as, a, as a believer. But but let's look at 2 Corinthians 9, shall we? Yep. And I think I would say that this is one of those passages where uh, it's very well known. And I think that most Christians, if you start saying the verse... Most Christians are going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that. I, I know that verse, and um, I know where we're going with that. And, I, and I, I think I kind of understand it. But why don't we look at it? So it's 2 Corinthians 9. So we're going to do, uh, our, as our podcast today is a bit of a Bible study, really. 2 Corinthians 9, we'll begin at verse 6. And why don't, you know, Connor, why don't you just pick it up? Let's read 6 to 15. Okay. All right? Yeah, absolutely. So 2 Corinthians 9, starting verse 6. Mm-hmm. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his own heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written... He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Okay. Thanks. Don't you love it? The thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Yeah. Like he has, it's all about what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. And this is not, um, and this is not separated from the gospel. This is, this is flowing. Uh, is that a good way to put it? Flowing from, from the gospel. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to focus on verse seven. Okay. Verse seven. And this is, this is the verse that really, it gets a lot of airplay, but I think, I feel like this is maybe the one that we could actually ignore. Sometimes when you know a verse so well, you kind of 
don't go back to it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so let's do that. Let's look at verse seven. So it says that we, each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart. And the idea there is that you make a commitment. Okay. It's an idea of, it it literally means to bring something forth, to bring something forward. Mm -hmm. You're making a commitment. So it's, you purpose something in your heart. You're, you're saying, I am going to do this. Okay. All right. And you notice it's, it's, it starts in the heart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you decide, you decide I'm going to do this. Okay. Um, then it says this, it says not grudgingly, which is one of those, you know, grudge is, is an interesting word, but grudgingly, the idea is it's, it, it shouldn't be painful and sorrowful and grieving to you to do it. Like, I don't want to do it, but I guess I will. That's the absolute opposite of the kind of giving oh, we should right. be giving. Okay. Right. All right. But then it says under compulsion, which is literally that word means to compress something tightly, like force someone into something. Mm. So forced, like no one's doing forced giving. I actually heard of a church once that a friend of mine was a pastor at, and he says, we require every one of our elders and deacons and everyone to give a certain amount. And if they don't, they don't serve anymore. Wow. I'm like, that's pay to play. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. I'm like, no one should know what we give and everyone should expect elders and pastors to be the the best givers in the church, right? Right. So interestingly that God loves a cheerful giver, and this is the one that everybody knows this, right? And we kind of make a big deal that 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 word hilaros in in Greek is is where we get our word hilarious. But when we say something's hilarious, we're like laughing so hard and and it's, this is not a funny thing here, okay? Mm So the idea is it's cheerfulness, okay? Cheerfulness. Um, it's a it's an interesting word. Um, I think in the whole Bible, I I could be wrong. I think this is the only place this word is found. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you can. I, I no, we can look it up maybe, but I don't yeah. think that this Greek word is found anywhere else. Okay. But I could be wrong. But it's just an interesting thing. Just cheerful. Yeah. Cheerful giver. Um, it it's just it 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 comes from a word that means that actually comes from graciousness, okay, or even merciful. So that kind of colors in the line, you know, in between the lines a little bit, I think, that cheerful is not like, you know, I think it's glad to do it, Hmm. but to do it from a heart that has been, oh boy, changed by grace, um, you know, uh, impacted by mercy, Mm -hmm. and therefore... um, Merciful and gracious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right about that word, by the way. That okay. From what I can see. Okay. The one time. Yeah. yeah. I, um, <laughs> the story you were telling us, that's, that's crazy. I, my youth pastor, he told the story of being on a mission trip one time and they were in a church and basically like closed the doors of the church and said, Hey, no one's leaving until we, uh, <laughs> wow. A certain amount. And, uh, <laughs> they didn't have anything on them. So they like crumpled up some bills and, threw them in and snuck out a side door. <laughs> but uh, it's crazy some of yeah. the stuff that goes on out there. Well, I but just that's an extreme example obviously. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, you know, you know what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount like don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing and it's like the just the whole um whole idea of making fanfare about our giving. I remember once I was at a church and the pastor was, you know, kicking off a campaign or whatever. He like 
made this big deal about how he and his wife and he was waving this check in the air and he's mm-hmm. like and me and i won't say the, the wife's name because i don't want to give anybody away but um and we're giving the first gift hmm. and it was just it just made me cringe Were i'm like note to self don't ever yeah. do that no trumpets no trumpets i mean so, i mean i gave very generously to uh the go with grace campaign but nobody what? knows that and see i just lost my I didn't say how much I gave though, but I mean, seriously. Just, uh, yeah, you've lost it. We can get a little trumpet sound effect in the after effects there. There you go. <laughs> and maybe if Tanner can no, find hey, it. I mean. I, one thing before we move on to the second passage that I'm really struck by in this passage, it would be harder to see if you're not following along in your own mm-hmm. Bible. But as you go from this verse, you know, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. He immediately says, this is verse eight, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. Yeah. So that having all sufficiency at all times, and I'm sorry, in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. And then he continues to almost just beat the dead horse or really make the point, hey, it's God who puts this heart in you that would yeah. be willing to give in this way, as well as uh, God being the one who supplies your sufficiency that would enable you to give. So really good. I, you know, If there was ever any temptation to have ego, even if it was like, hey, I didn't tell anybody what I gave, but I have this quiet pride inside knowing that I was this generous giver, yeah. this passage says... We can't think that way because God gives you, one, the resources that you can give out of, and two, he puts the heart in you that is cheerfully giving. You know, yeah, that's, that's what you were just saying. It's a good way to put it, Quiet Pride. Credit. Yeah. Is that the name of your band, Quiet, is, Pride? Quiet Pride? Okay, yeah, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Hey, uh, no, and the other thing I think, you know, when it says God is able to make all grace abound, don't say, well, if I give this, I won't have enough for other things. I won't have enough for all my goodies and toys. Uh, you know what? God is able to to provide for your needs, trust him. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to that point, even, you know, this idea that's so common in a lot of unhealthy churches, so, you know, so generously, you'll reap generously, give and you'll receive, you know, a kind of a, a harvest, monetary harvest in return. Verse yeah. Says, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, that's God, mm-hmm. will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase, dot, 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 the harvest of your righteousness. That's verse 10. So the point is, in your generosity and giving, the harvest that you receive is a harvest of righteousness. The Lord is, is yeah. working through that along with all the other things you're doing in your life to return to you on that investment righteousness. You're yeah. growing to be more like Christ. You know, you're not growing to get 10 times what you sowed so that you yes. can buy that car. So and isn't that's that, key. Isn't know? that wonderful? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that, you know, stupendous? Yeah. It's, it's beautiful of what God does. Righteousness than yes, than, yeah. yes. Yep. So let's move on to Philippians 4.19. And this is great because this, this really flows right into what we're, out of what we're saying because now this is after generosity because he's saying, you were so generous. You, we got your gift. I'm amply supplied. I received what you sent. It was, it was wonderful. It was a fragrant aroma and what have you. So like, this is great, okay? And then he says this. And I remember a sermon I heard on this once. And my God... Uh, that's uh, personal, my God, will supply, there's a promise, all your needs, that's practical, according to his riches and glory, that's proportionate. Uh, My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Don't, Don't worry that if you give, you'll lack. Um, You won't lack, and even if you do, you're your your gifts are your your reward is eternal mm-hmm. it's an eternal reward so even if you even 
if you go without here for the gospel, um, praise God, uh, God is able to to supply all your needs according mm-hmm. to his riches. But I think when he's talking about here, he's talking about needs, like real needs, uh, the business of your life. Uh, God's going to be able to provide for your needs. Trust him um, to provide for your needs mm-hmm. here right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, this week. Amen. Yeah. I think, I don't remember the exact context. It might be Philippians 4, but he basically says, yeah, it is. Uh, previously, this is what you had referenced, that even in even in a place of relative poverty, the church in Philippi was was giving generously. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good that's a good reminder of giving is not for the people who are so comfortable that it's not going to hurt them so much to give. You know, it really mm-hmm. comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And the church in Philippi said, "Yeah, we'll give. We're willing to go even without you know increasingly for ourselves for the sake of the gospel." Mm-hmm. So and they weren't you know sitting there all looking at each other, moaning about how much they didn't have. It was yeah. a joy for them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's really good. Okay, the last passage we're going to look at is Exodus 36. And, you know, this might be like, wait wait a minute. <laughs> this is out of left field. Why are we going to Exodus 36? Well, this is a really interesting passage. Let me just read it. Um, uh, Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man whom the Lord had put wisdom and understanding to know how to do all the work for the service of the sanctuary shall work according to all that the Lord has commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every able and wise-hearted man in whose mind the Lord had put wisdom and ability, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work. They were working to to, uh, equip the sanctuary for the service to the Lord. Verse 3, they received from Moses all the freewill offerings which the Israelites had brought for doing the work of the sanctuary to prepare it for service. And they continued to bring him freewill offerings every morning. Okay? And... Verse 4, all the wise and able men who were doing the work on the sanctuary came, every man from the, from the work he was doing. And they said to Moses, I love this, this is verse 5, but people bring much more than enough for doing the work which the Lord commanded to do. Verse 6, so Moses commanded and it was proclaimed in all the camp, let no man or woman do anything more for the sanctuary offering. So the people were restrained from bringing. Verse 7, for the stuff they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. This is a kind of an amplification. Uh, if, if you, uh, do you have that open? I do. Read it, read it in the version you have open. Uh, for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. Isn't that amazing? They had everything. Now, this was a special project, okay? This was a special project, so this is not, this is not, the, 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 he didn't say don't ever give to the Lord anymore. But this was a special project, and it was enough. And so they're like, Restrain the people from giving. I just love it. I just think that there's some things here that um, we can take and say, okay, can we glean something from this? Knowing that Jesus has given the example, even it's more blessed to give than receive, as, as you see in, in Acts 20, um, that this is, um, this is something that, that um, is, you know, a commanded, okay? more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, we need to be giving and be givers. Um, so with that in mind, what are some things we could kind of glean from from even the passages we've looked at? I think the first is this. Every believer should give something. Mm-hmm. They should give something. And every believer should give regularly. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, uh, it's then you finish that sentence. Every believer should give something regularly out of a heart changed by the gospel mm-hmm. that is eager to support the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what would you add sentence. to that? Yeah, I think I would just add that 
it's God who supplies all the resources out of which we give, and it's God who supplies the heart to give. Mm-hmm. That's what we saw in the Second Corinthians passage. And even in, you know, I was just looking at verse 2 of Exodus 36. Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord had put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work. So you have the same idea there, you know. Mm-hmm. The skill comes from the Lord and the yeah. heart, it comes from the Lord as well. Yeah. Um, so really, all of our generosity ends up doing exactly what Second Corinthians 9 says. It goes back in praise to the Lord. And everybody who sees how generous Christians are, they don't praise the Christians. They praise God who, who gave them those hearts. Right. So that's beautiful. So if, if we wanted to put it into a long sentence, yeah. every believer should give something regularly out of a heart that's been changed by the gospel, uh, cheerfully to give to the, cheerfully giving to the Lord's work, knowing the Lord is the giver of every good and perfect gift, all to praise his glorious grace. Boom. That's it. That's a good sentence. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. I think that's, we're going to close it there. I would just say this, Grace Church of Orange, this is for you. If, if you've stumbled upon us today and you're not from Grace Church of Orange and you're not a believer, I would say we want you to love Jesus, okay? And, and Jesus uh, died in our place for our sins on the cross. He was buried. He rose on the third day. This is the gospel that was preached. He ascended to the Father. He, re- he promised to return. And, and if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved from your sins. You will have forgiveness and, and redemption in Christ. You will have his grace and mercy just showered upon you. And knowing that, get into a really good church that preaches the gospel, mm-hmm. but also calls you to give. Mm-hmm. So, um, But if you're part of Grace Church of Orange, I'd say you need to give something regularly out of a heart that's been changed by the gospel, cheerfully giving to the Lord's work, knowing that the Lord is the giver of every good and perfect gift, and do this all to the, to the praise of his glorious grace in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. I think that's a great place to end. Do you have any, any final things to add before we wrap this one up? Yes. Every believer should give something regularly out of a heart that's been changed by the gospel, cheerfully giving to the Lord's work, knowing that the Lord is the giver of every good and perfect gift, all to praise his glorious grace in Christ. Amen. There it is. Well, listeners, you heard it here first. Uh, Hope that that was an encouragement to you in thinking about how to give and do that generously and do it with a heart that loves Christ and wants to see him honored and glorified. Uh, Until next time, we hope you have a great week serving Christ and walking with him. We will talk to you next time on the podcast. Have a great day and God bless you.